This is Jaden. This is Caleb. And this is Daxton. We're three mentally ill people who like to throw cars at walls. Welcome to Clueless Drifting. Hey guys, welcome back to Clueless Drifting. We're starting off in early morning this time, so join with us as we go through this. And it's been a pretty interesting morning so far. So hopefully, well, your can... brain still wakes up. Yeah, my brain is still going. <laughs> I got donuts. You know, I've got my monster. We're 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 going. So oh, yeah. it's been trying interesting. to trying to, but we're gonna lead off here. So go ahead, Dax. So this episode uh, was actually a uh, viewer request from uh, Thomas. Is it viewer or listener? <laughs> <laughs> Either way. It's okay. I said thanks for watching in one of these episodes, too, so don't worry about it. Thanks for viewing. But this one comes from uh, Thomas S. on Instagram. His uh, Instagram is sunshines2cents. We shout so out. thank yeah, you for listening. Thanks for the support. And we're going to... We're going to hopefully we get hope through we this episode We don't your idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I didn't do any research until about five minutes ago, so we're doing great. As a reminder that uh, we love input from you guys, and we'll we'll totally listen to some some ideas you guys have and totally. consider using it in the, in anything, the show. Anything somewhat car-related, pretty much. If you got an idea, you know you can send it to our Instagram, yep. which our Instagram is it's at clueless underscore drifting. Right? Yes. So if you, you hit us up on there, just send us a message. We're welcome to any idea. And then we'll shout you out if so. Yeah, and also, definitely. thank you to all the new followers on there as well. We've been we've been steadily growing. It's it's getting there, and so we really appreciate all the support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. more well, ideas. Um, so did let's go ahead and talk about his idea. So he messaged us and said it would be a cool idea to go through with some Euro cars and some Euro only Fords, since uh, Caleb over here loves his Mustangs. <laughs> yeah, we talked about the Fords a lot. I apologize. That's <laughs> but, I get on these tangents. He, uh, he asked us to talk about the Euro cars, Euro Fords, and fun, small, boosted Euro cars of the world. So, and then we were talking, we might divulge from that, uh, divulge, whatever, you know, we might split off diverge. from that a little, diverge. Diverge, there you Okay, go. thank you. I don't do English. <laughs> so we might split off a little bit from that as well and just go generally to cars that we didn't get in the U.S. And so we might be talking about some of the stereotypical ones that you guys all know. Yep. See if we can maybe introduce you to some ones you don't know. Um, but overall, we're kind of just hitting it based off of things we see on the internet. We're not like super in depth into anything. We're just going to be kind of talking about cool stuff that yeah, we things that we, that we never think got. are cool. <laughs> so I think Jaden, you've got one to lead us off with, right? Yeah, sure. So um, we've mentioned this before in our um, uh, the podcast where we talked about uh, what vehicles we like to buy in certain price ranges, uh, and I mentioned the Audi RS6 Avant. Um, the C6 generation. Um, it's a Corvette. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> but that was like 2013 to 2018. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I just love those. They're super cool. They're um, a, a station wagon with a twin turbocharged V8 all-wheel drive. Was that the one that shared the same engine as the Lamborghini, basically? Um, I don't the, know. the five cylinders were the Lamborghini engines, and they were basically no. a V10 Lamborghini that was cut in half. No, to I a swear one of them has the same V8, though. Oh, I, do they? I yeah. don't know I'm about that. I'm not aware that. of that one. I know that the th- RS3 has the five cylinder that's a half a Lamborghini. I'm pretty sure the Huracan has the V8, and I think. There's an Audi that you can buy that has the I'm, V8. The I'm twin pretty turbo sure. V8, I'm pretty sure it's, it's like a four liter V8. I want to say maybe a four point eight. I want to say the RS6 shares the same engine. No, as the no, Huracan. The Huracan shares the same engine as an RS6. <laughs> you know, you're probably actually <laughs> right, <kidding>. honestly. <laughs> but I, my I Italian just, company. I right. love the idea of station wagons and then also twin turbo V8s, all wheel drive, just like the Cadillac CTSV yeah. wagon. Yeah. No, super awesome. cool, but those those were only sold in well, in Europe. CTSVs are supercharged, but I get what you're saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but so I um, 
really loved those. Those were only sold in uh, outside of the U.S., but their most recent generation, 2019 and up, they did start bringing back to the U.S., which... Which is cool. Yeah. Those things are nasty. Yeah, they're super cool looking. I remember so you the, sent uh, me a video of one um, that was just like slammed to the floor on the yeah. side of a canyon. Yeah. It looks super cool. It looks so baller. Yeah. So those are uh, the... The only one I can find that's giving me information mm. is the Audi C5 S6 okay. uh, Avant, and that one came with a 4.2 liter V8 Quattro. Okay, I have it pulled up already. Let me show you. Let me let me show you, bro. Oh, nope, I had it wrong. It was C7 that was 2013 to 2018, and C8 is the current one. Oh, so you're already misleading me. Yeah, all of our, it's okay. All but the, um, the, so the, the engine was a 4 liter uh, V8 TFSI twin turbo. I don't, I don't know that engine, but it's sounds pretty cool. Of course, the only downside is it came in a automatic only eight speed. So the well, there's the Audi S8. It had the V10 no, the that came in the Gallardo. No, I'm talking about another one. I just looked oh, at that oh, one yeah. of them. But I know I swear there was another one, and I could be wrong. But the I know the Audi S8 that you could get with the V10 that was like in the 2000s. Yeah, and that was the Gallardo engine. Gotcha. So that's cool. Um. That's but kind of leading off of that, you know, the RS6, another car I know that's kind of plays closer to your heart, Jaden, is probably the uh, the earlier, isn't it, the Mark II, the Focus RS? Yep. Oh, I was going to bring that one up later. Yeah, I know too. you're going to bring, yeah. but I'm kind of leading into that now because, you know, we're talking about, you know, I guess it's, you know, it's a wagon to a hatch. Yeah. But I know that's one car that you, it's always played close to your kind of heart because you have, you know, something that sort of field. Yeah. So I'm going to let you go ahead and sure, talk yeah. about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so um, my daily driver is a, a Volvo C30 T5. I love that car. Super cool, little two door, or three-door hatch. Um, not very common. There's no. You only see them every you once in a while. Here. But they're a turbocharged five-cylinder, 2.5 liter with a six-speed manual. And um, they sold that same engine configuration in a Mark II Focus RS. So the... Uh, the the focus that we got before the focus that we have in the states um they were super cool they were used for sometimes rally and mm-hmm. and uh modified a lot in the uk but we never saw them but yeah. they're super cool they're yeah. really cool cars i've seen people make basically a thousand horsepower out of them and they're yeah. stout no they're awesome cars i've always remembered liking those when i was younger too and yeah you know they're they're different. They sound cool with the five cylinder. Right. And it's interesting to see because we, you know, we've done the engine swap. You know, we replaced your engine. Yeah. And all over it's FOMOCO, you know, stamped yeah. on all the yep. parts and everything. FOMOCO like all over. Well, the crazy thing is actually Volvo because Ford owned Volvo at the time. Yeah, they don't anymore, um, right? Nope. No, they, I think they sold it to Geely or, or a different a different um, company. Asian company. Yeah. But um, the, the, the engine itself was actually, was still designed by uh, in-house by Volvo. Really? And but it was just produced but by Ford, Ford. Ford liked it a lot so much that they, they slapped it into the RS. They but Ford in, Ford made the transmission and yeah. the chassis and Did basically everything else. Did Ford put it into anything else? That was Ford besides Focus, do you know? Um, you know, I... I don't think so. Not that I've I've heard of, but yeah, and, and that's the hard part. You know, we're talking about Fords that we don't really have experience, but right. I know they made a lot. Right. Like, and I don't know if we will get into it, but I know that like Mondeos. I know that yeah. that was going like to bring that one up Yep, Isn't I it? remember um, my first time in the UK. I saw one, and it was uh, a police car. Actually, I was like, "That is a cool station wagon." Wait, that's a Ford. We didn't get that. Yeah, we didn't get that one. Yeah, I don't know much about the Mondeos. I don't yeah, know. I I don't know drivetrain. I don't know anything like that, but I do know. I like me a wagon, and those are some good-looking wagons. Yeah, no, there's definitely a lot. I they had like the they had the Kuga, which is K U G A Kuga. I think that's just like a, a little crossover type deal. Right, I'm pretty hold on, sure. hold on, I'm pulling up the the Mondeo. The Mondeo. Yeah, let's see the. 
drivetrain. Yeah, because like the the fourth generation one I'm seeing, 2012 to 2019, it looks like, mm-hmm. looks just like our Fusion, like yeah. just like our Fusion. I I bet it's basically the same chassis. And yeah. we we had Fusions. I think they started up in late 2000s again, or they started in the yeah. late 2000s. I want to say. Uh, they, they had an older one. Well, I think the, the older I think, fusion. I think the first generation fusion started in the late two thousands. I want to say. Oh, oh, sorry. I, for some reason, in my head when you said late two thousands, I was thinking like teens. No. My bad. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, no, and then I don't know if they could have been. Daxton, some... you're already silent. No, I'm I'm researching the next. <laughs> yeah, which is good. He can he can do his research. Uh, okay, it's it's better when he's quiet. Anyways. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but. I wouldn't be surprised if I mean they have all these different ones that you know I don't know if they share a chassis with anything and yeah one and I have a couple other Fords of course that we can talk with about after but what because because you don't like Fords no That's kind of I, I definitely don't own <laughs> too many Fords so they I'm looking at the the Mondeo wagon that I was talking about yeah um and there's lots of engine configurations I see. A one liter EcoBoost Seems inline like they had three. A lot of options. I was looking at some of the other four. One five inline four, one five inline four, two zero inline four, and then they had diesel options as well. They called them Duratorque. Dude, I love how like they always and have more diesel options, train. and you know in oh, the yeah. UK. I'm yeah, sad because we just do. don't have the same diesel options. You know, just talking in a wide general sense here. I personally would love like all these different diesel variations because yeah. or thing, even just like my car, the Volvo C30, yeah. they had they had a, a, diesel. a diesel option, yeah. and it's so cool seeing videos of those rolling down the streets, modified, and they're rolling coal out of a little three door hatch. Dude, well, I that's it. something I really like about the the Euro stuff that we're getting into. Yeah, is that they, a lot of those options came with a diesel yeah, option, and right? it was great because you know here in the U.S. because of our EPA stuff, we just don't get the same sort of stuff. We don't get the same diesels unless if you're Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs> But it would, what sucks is, you know, diesels generally are more reliable. They get better fuel economy. Yeah. I think they're fun to tune, you know, slap a bigger turbo on them. They're, they're, that's kind of, you know, they're different to tune from a gasoline engine from anyone who's ever messed with them. It's kind of cool because you, for the most part, you just throw as much boost at it as you yeah. want as yeah. long as you have the fuel for you just it. turn it up. Yeah, it's it's they're completely turn different to tune, what? but they're, I love, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, like, I like how it took him a second <laughs> to catch that. Yeah. yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, great diesel options, you know, right. sorry, on that little tangent, I just wish yeah, that we no. had more diesel variant. I here. agree, I agree. So going off of your, uh, your Volkswagen that you just brought up. <laughs> the whole Volkswagen debauchery. Yes, with the diesel the, gate. That's actually yeah, what I've been yeah. looking up is the, uh, so in the early 2000s when Volkswagen uh, actually went out and bought Bugatti, yeah, they had actually formulated an engine called the W16. Okay. It's a 16 cylinder. It's a two VR6 engines. Yeah. yeah smashed together mm-hmm. and into a, a 16 cylinder yeah, and they seen, oh you were telling me about this one the other day it was yeah i, I remember looking at it. it's pretty and cool the uh, euro spec car that it came in in a volkswagen was called the volkswagen phaeton w12 we got that in the u.s we we, we did later yeah but the, i think it was only a w8 wasn't it or was it a w16 still in the u.s I, i'm not positive i know that we did end up getting this body style later wait, in the u.s wait how do you get a 16 out of two vr6s Two W8s. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was, was like, my wait, bad. wait. <laughs> that doesn't add up. That's they, not they 16. Share the, they share the same, it's the same uh, sort of geometry style. as right. the VR6. You know, it right. looks like a, yeah, it looks like a VR8. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, those, uh, the Phaeton W12s are pretty sweet. They come with, like, 440 horsepower, 6 liter, and they're, they're nutty. Another um, really cool uh, 
engine that's like two engines put together that Caleb introduced me to the the GZ. GZ. Yeah, the one so, GZ. I believe that came in the centuries. Yep. And so if we're we're divulging a little bit from the European market in Japan, they had the Toyota Century. Do and you I, know? Do you know the the one GZ? I have Daxon? no idea. See, okay. I, I hate this to almost cool. talk Listen about it because they're still kind of cheap, and I really want to buy one still. And, uh, I have some harebrained ideas, basically, which is not surprising if you know me. But um, in Toyota, in, in Toyota, in Japan, they had like a limo, basically a Toyota Century. It was like a factory limo. It was high end. It was like the uh, presidential car. You know? Oh, I know what you're talking. Just those big VIP style cars. They yep. were like big yep. though. They yeah, were like longer. Exactly they it. were they're a big car. They're super luxurious. It was like they're top at the top. You know, it was made for presidents. It was made for high end people, people with money. Um, and the cool part is for that particular one, they didn't just slap in an engine they had, you know, and they already, they could have totally done a one UZ. Yeah, definitely. You know, a one UZ is a phenomenal engine that would have powered it great, but instead they went and they developed a one GZ. So a one GZ is a five liter V12. And so, which is super cool to see. And there's a common misconception that it's made from JZs. Like um, two JZs yeah, side by side, but it's um, not. But it's actually more closely related from what I've heard of, uh, two one MZs. So Which, two V6s yeah. front to back. Yeah, and so I've heard it shares more similar parts and similarities in like uh, internal configuration and everything with a with two V6s. But it's a 5-liter V12. It's actually run by two ECUs. Yeah, I think that's the main reason people confuse it with um, it's ran two, per bank. two JZs. Yeah, so there's a single ECU running down one bank and then another one running the other bank. And I think that was just due to restrictions almost. Of, yeah, uh, it's hard technology. to make an ECU that can run that many cylinders yeah. back then. So I need to hurry and, and fix my flub up. Uh-oh. The, uh, sorry, the, the Volkswagen Phaeton W12. That one, when I was saying there are two VR6s smashed together, that the W12 actually is. So there was a W12 and a W16. The W16 came in the uh, Bugatti Chiron, and okay. Volkswagen sure. actually developed that motor. Yeah. Motor. Modi. Modi. <laughs> and the uh, the W12 was a separate V12 engine that was a 6-liter hmm. V12. That I guess we have to restart the podcast now because oh, no. he messed up. Yeah. I, I, Shoot. <laughs> we got to re-record now. Yeah. yeah we're <laughs> really <laughs> irking Gurks over here. Irking <laughs> Gurks. So, um, there's the... Uh, uh, <clears throat> oh, never mind. One thing I always really want to talk about, which is kind of iconic in the UK, if we're looking at like European cars... Um, it's a 4x4 four four that's always been iconic is the Land Rover Defender. And no. so I personally love... I just hauled one of those off to the scrapyard. A Defender? No way you did. No. Those things are worth... That wasn't a Defender. That wasn't a Defender? It was a Discovery. They all look the same. They do not. Defenders look different. Look at like a Defender 110. Okay, hold as on. As long as it's not one, one of the new ones. It's like one of the models. Oh. They have like... I think they have like 80s and they have 110s. They had like... Because the cool part with Defenders, right... Is obviously in Europe, they don't get big trucks like what we do. Right. That's you know? the closest they get to it. And so that's where they have like Rangers, because that's another thing we could talk about is Ford Rangers have been there for a lot longer, like the newer yeah. body style, because that's what they have. Mm-hmm. They don't have a Super Duty. They don't have an F 150. Okay. Now I'm looking at this thing. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, and see, no, I did not haul one of those to the scrap. Yeah, yard. you definitely did not, because they're worth quite a bit of money in the US. Um, so. See, but those. Um, uh, Dang it! What was we? What were you just talking about? Pickups. Oh the yeah. Defender. Well, they, so they they don't have pickups, but their their solution for that are vans. Yeah. Big Which vans. We can, yeah. And they, they even have heavy duty vans. Yeah. Like our, our but it's pickups. not the same as a you know a diesel one ton truck. They're no, they, not, have, yeah. they have they have diesel one ton vans. vans. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think they can haul the same as one of these F three fifties out well, here. Well, so their laws over in the UK are completely different for yeah. hauling. So like yeah. if you were to operate uh, like our 
like over here in the U.S., our size diesel trucks, like your six seven that you have, yeah. that would actually require a special license yeah. to drive. And so over there, they just look yeah, at I know it they as, have as a van, one ton vans, but they're not rated to tow. Like you know, they it's not like us. It's because well, we can tow twenty thousand pounds or whatever. Well, you but know? obviously, they also yeah. can't. Um, like fifth wheel or gooseneck. Yeah, but, it's just interesting yeah. to see. Like whenever we watch Top Gear or other stuff, I've noticed it's like you don't see like people hauling big trailers. You yeah, know? here in the U.S., it, like it is commonplace to see a truck pulling a forty foot gooseneck trailer with another with twenty foot off the back of the forty. Foot. <laughs> yeah. see, see, but like in the U.K., some of those roads you would not want. Yeah, no, pull they're a trailer. Yeah. I wouldn't want to pull a big trailer on any of those yeah. that I've seen. So, right. well, that's why over like overseas, and, uh, and I know this is in uh, Europe and the UK and uh, Japan, but that's why they have kind of like a for anything motorsports related, they don't have big huge semis to haul them around. They just they have, have those flatbed. Yeah, they have those flatbed. Uh, trucks that Truck, they just cruise yeah. around with and just slap right. it on the back and it's yeah. smaller compact and yeah but even those you have to have a special license to drive because yeah. anything over a certain gross vehicle weight yeah there's right. like utes and all sorts of stuff so yeah but um yeah one of the things is th- so those defenders you know they're very common out there i believe they're they're kind of almost like i think our f-150 i guess you could say in comparison they're okay. what i want to like our version of the f-150 no they're what is our the defender of- oh, okay yeah I, i'm i'm pretty sure sh- sure that that is a fair way to put it because i think that's the closest thing they have to our version of an f-150 right and so the the cool part about them is for one thing they're very capable off the road they've been making them since i think like the 60s 50s or 40s even kind of like the land cruiser yeah and they've just been around for forever they you can get them with v8s you could get them i think i want to say with the v6 you can get them with diesels you can get them in a four-door, you know, fully enclosed, a four-door well, truck, two-door truck, two-door right. fully enclosed, Let's just soft come top. out and say it, that uh, the UK got a lot cooler cooler engine options and everything than we oh, did. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I totally agree with that, actually, because some of the stuff, you know, like, for instance, you know, well, we have the LSs, that. we have the Coyotes, we have a lot but of these stuff. But they got those? Not in the same sort of stuff. Like uh, Cummins, for instance, you know, I know because I've talked with, um, I've got a, a Facebook friend in the UK, and I've actually talked to him before about possibly doing trade work this was a while ago it's like you help me get a defender i can help you get things like cummins for instance you know like a 12 valve cummins out there is worth a, a hell of a lot more than it is here in the u.s because but they have those in in like um rvs and other stuff like that not really there have you seen their rvs there no they're way smaller they're they're a different style cummins from my understanding it's still a cummins but they're like they don't have yeah. but the a, like a 12 like a 6bt a 59 common rail i don't even know if i've never seen one in the uk at least online in videos mm. like they're just any uk guys over there going yeet yeet with their hat backwards <laughs> yeah. and blowing smoke. <laughs> but it's cool to, you know because we have a whole bunch you know they have a lot of different engines than we have and so they might think the same thing for some of the engine choices that we got Although largely, I'd say they do generally have better engines and or cooler engines than we ever got more engine options. OM six hundred six. OM six hundred six. We did get just not very much of. Not as much as they did. Yeah. So one of the you know it was like um, I was looking at the Ford Capri, and so we got Capris mm-hmm. in the U.S., but they were tiny little front-wheel drive Econo thingies. And well, they also had like the Capri version of the Fox body. Well, yeah, was, that was in the was 80s, basic. yeah, but it, it was, was different, too. It was just a Fox body. Different from the UK version that right. they got the same time. Right. And so the the Capri, I really like how it looks. Uh, you know, they had like the first generation. And just looking through, there was a ton of different options. They had oh, I'm sure. Different V4s. They had Essex, um, you know, V6s. They had four cylinders. Oh, boy, the Essex V6. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> but it's just interesting to see the difference in... 
engines that were available, I guess, you know? Sure. Well, now that we've kind of wandered back over to Ford again, one of the big things, why I say that they got a lot cooler engine options and everything is because of those Sierras that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. The, the Sierras, the RS200s, all of those, they came with Cosworths over there. Yeah. We never really got, I mean, I'm sure we caught a few cars with Cosworths over here that were kind of rare. We had but Mercedes with Cosworths. The 190E. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is also not very common. Yeah, those are super rare. I mean, I here. understand that they're probably not very common in the UK either. Those but were, they are probably more common, of course, than what we have in the US. Well, a lot of the, a lot of those Cosworth cars that the UK got were born from Group B Rally. Yeah. They were all homologation, homologation specials. They made like awesome. seven, eight thousand of them just to be able to race it on track. So they were right. releasing street legal race cars. Yeah. I mean, that were six hundred horsepower all wheel drive mid engine monsters. Because they had the the Sierra Cosworth, of course. Which in the U.S., the closest thing we got to that was a Merker XR4Ti, and so we kind of talked about that earlier. Isn't that what Sheldon was Sheldon drifting Sheldon was drifting, and then, yeah, it got totaled from, I think, That was one of the coolest drift cool. cars. It was just unique. Like, yeah. that thing was awesome. Well, the 2.3 turbo that comes in, so we got a 2.3 turbo Lima engine. It's a single overhead cam. It's They're great engines. They can make good power. They're not a Cosworth, um, but that's the only engine that we got in what was essentially, you know, the, the Sierra, and they can make good power with a few mods, and so Sheldon... Um, he pulled that out of his Merker, and that's what's is in that his the one going, Okay, and so he, I think he's got another two three as well sitting around. So I could be wrong; I might be, not be the exact one, but he's got a two three turbo. May as well out stick of the with Merker. what you're familiar with. Yeah, right? in an FC chassis, which I think is awesome. That's so, gonna be a ripper. He's yeah. doing awesome work on yeah. that too. No, that's gorgeous. I think that's gonna be a phenomenal. Drift Anybody car. that wants to look him up, his uh, Sheldon Mara. Yeah, Sheldon Mara. Mara, Fab- Mara Sport. What is it? Mara Motorsports. Yeah, on Instagram. I think that's M A R R A Motorsports. Something like that. You can find him. Super cool guy, down to earth. He's up. You know, he's got all sorts of. We'll great probably stuff. have him with, on the podcast at some, some point. point. We're gonna yeah, I've talked with him. He works with a uh, chair slayer. So for those of you who are familiar, I know that he does uh, some fabrication stuff with him. Um, Chair Slayer is from Hoonigan, right? Yes. Well, he's a yeah, he, yeah, he's and he didn't a, come. For, well, he was on Hoonigan for a good while, but he had his own thing rolling. He's out through. here in Utah. Yeah, he's he moved out here to Utah now. So yeah, so he's got a shop. He he runs which race shop is it? It's oh, I can't it's, remember. I can't what, remember the race shop. Is, is I know with, that he is runs. Is he with Life? Yeah, is he? Life I think he is. I think he owns. Life Motorsports. I'm not sure which one. He, I know for a fact that he runs CageKits.com, where they yeah. make amazing. If anyone kits, wants, yeah, phenomenal yeah, those. cage. Those things are nice. Yeah. So I, I want to say it's Life Motorsports, but I I could be wrong. So I'm sorry if someone hears this and gets upset at me because I'm stupid. So. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's why they'd get upset. Yeah, with it's you. one of the reasons. <laughs> so, I guess some of the other. Let's see. I'm trying to think of other cars in the UK. I know. If we're talking about homologation cars, so obviously there's the the Sierra Cosworth, there's the RS200, which are both really awesome Ford cars. They had the Escorts, you know, they had a lot Sonica. of Escorts. And so that's what I was going to, that's what I'm getting into. So the, the Escorts, just touch base on those real quick. So we got a couple Escorts here in the U.S. Yeah. Um, maybe more in Vegas than anywhere else. No, it's a terrible joke. Um <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. That yeah, was terrible. Yeah, that one wasn't, oh. wasn't your best joke ever. Uh, really quickly, I'm going to interrupt you because uh, I just looked up Chair Slayer and I totally forgot that he's a part of this or yeah. he 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 runs this. It's the the Chair Slayers Foundation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's for all disabled or anybody who wants to get into a car that's kind of in a wheelchair or has an impairment. Yeah, they they, they get you into a race car. So I just wanted to bring nice. that up and put that out there because I that's think awesome. that's really awesome. That, that is really that. cool. So it's called the the Chair Slayers Foundation. Nice. So if there's anyone with money, 
Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's such a cool guy. I remember yeah. seeing a video of him getting in, getting into a drift car with the with the right setup, so that way without yeah. well, without being able like to use his legs, pioneered he pioneered those things because yeah. like they obviously had him prior to him, but he's really taken over. Like they're insane what he does right. with those yeah. hand controls. Yeah. And everything. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, no, I see I see him get out of his wheelchair, get into the car, and go rip it better than half people I know. Oh, he can kill it way better than I can. Yeah, same. But so real quick. Real quick, as we go back to homologation, you know, the escort, uh, we only really got like front We should explain what a homologation is. So homologation... That wasn't know, real quick, Caleb. Um, <laughs> uh, my brain's farting. <laughs> um, group B, we'll talk with about like group B homologation. Well, it was, I mean, uh, homologation so, overall in a, like generally is... It's, it does apply to a lot more than just group yeah, B. I know, but I was just talking it. generally because that's what we're talking about yeah. here. No, it's okay. So it, it, homologation means that if, if you want to race a certain vehicle in a certain class... They're going to call it a homologation class where you have to actually produce and make that car and sell a certain to, amount mm-hmm, of really to then have versions. that. Yeah, to then have that car be in the race. And if you don't have five hundred or a thousand or whatever that class calls for, you cannot race that car. Because yeah, that essentially, many. it's like this is a road going car class. Yeah, it helps set the standard because, like, obviously, someone with enough money can build whatever vehicle they yeah. want to whatever performance level they want. Yeah, so, yeah, they use. Of course, there's they still use, restrictions, but. Well, right, but this they're, the way they restrict it is by making their vehicles um, to a certain road. standard. Yeah, that yeah. can be road legal, roadworthy, and sellable on the consumer market. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. I know there's a, a lot of escorts. You know, they had a whole bunch of different models throughout the years that were rear-wheel mm-hmm. drive. You know, they could get a Cosworth engine in them. They were stick shift. They were a great chassis. They dominated, you know, rally for years. And so we didn't ever really get too many of the cool ones. We had, we had a little bit, but yeah. they had such a larger, vast majority of types. I think they had wagons, coupes, you know, sedans, and we only ever got like a, a select few, like well, a very small like amount. Your example with the Group B was like, sure that that was going on in the U.S., but that was like that, that was, was big in Europe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Europe is where that was big. Is is Group B rally? So they had all sorts of stuff like the the Audi. The yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, they exactly. Had the over there. What was the the Audi that's the Quattro? Is it, is it the Quattro? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they had the Audi Quattro. They had a whole bunch of Audis that were really cool, you know, that Those were absolutely so cool. was monsters. Born, the Quattro uh, was born the because Lancia of the Lancia Delta. Yeah, yeah oh, Lancia yeah. Deltas. Well, they had Lancia Integrales. The, what's the one that's numbers? Are the 30, is it a 37? It's the, there's the, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's a coupe. That, oh, what is it called? There's the Lancia. Lancia that one car with the, the stra- doohickey stra- and, the, and the go quick button. That's another really cool uh, UK brand. The Stratos was cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those those cars are awesome. Did you see the? You know the Stratos? Yep. Yeah, the Lancia Stratos. Now I'm trying to remember what the other one was. I want to say it was like 37, 037 or something like that. Yep, zero thirty-seven. And so double O seven. No, these are the cars that are. <laughs> he answered me so seriously. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm like mid. These cars were the ones that I absolutely yeah. love. I think oh, yes. they're gorgeous. And there's what, a company that's like yeah, basically remaking, reproducing yeah, that's those. What, yeah. what one is that? It's the I don't know if it was like if they just called it 37 zero thirty seven. Oh, the Lancia Rally zero three seven. Yep. And so and you can get rest of months, but they are monsters and they are beautiful. Two liter, cars. two to two point one liter inline four supercharged yep. uh, rear or sorry mid and engine. The the company that's reproducing them, I can't remember who they are, but they're they're making them like super uh, true to their roots. What they are the same one that does that the cool deltas as well, I believe. That. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. They remake. Um, but well. yeah, so they're they're like really trying to stay true to the roots, Daxton, and so they're like 
still super performance oriented. They make like 600 horsepower. Like they're super cool. Of course, very expensive because they're like a, basically a reproduction car, a reproduction sports car. Yeah. But they're super cool. Yeah, that's Launchia, from my understanding, used to make a ton of really cool homologation cars, you know, the turbo cars, all sorts of stuff. I wonder from my understanding, they've, I think they're, I believe they're still around, but I believe they now basically have make economy cars. Yeah. And nothing cool. That is what, um, current economy and politics have done to most vehicles yeah if you look at most brands they used to have some cool stuff at least spicy vehicles i yeah. guess you could say and a lot of them have tapered i'm down. just glad toyota's still coming back yeah, strong toyota's with come those, back. So those let, sports cars i want to talk uh, you know if like, our listeners want something cool to look up just go and look up the uh lancia or lanch is lancia. it lancia no lancia. i i say lancia he says lancia but it is the c is more of like a ch okay so no if there are any european listeners and we butcher it we apologize um, so it's it's just spelled L A N C I A, but look up Lancia Rally Cars, and they have some of the best looking freaking rally so cool. cars. Group B stuff was just awesome. So, you know, on the tail end of of Group B was the uh, as we've been kind of alluding to is the Celica mm-hmm. GT4, and so they used a whole bunch of Celicas throughout the years. They had the like the ST 185s. Yep. They had the but the the best one is the 205. Yeah, and that's just the. Yeah, yeah, those those launches are gorgeous cars. Sorry, Daxon's showing us pictures, He's distracting me. They're beautiful. <laughs> the um, but yeah, the ST two hundred five. The ST two hundred five. Those are the ones that look like mini Supras. They got the the four headlights. And and those actually have a really interesting story, and as far as racing pedigree, due to the fact of actually how Toyota basically cheated. Yeah. And so the the don't co- call them cheaters. They they did cheat. Wait, but listen to this. Listen to this. So the the really cool part with those GT4s, right, is they came in and they just absolutely annihilated the rally field. Like they destroyed them. And so they kind of um, would they'd come in. They they were faster. You know, they were better at accelerating. They had more power. They even though you're limited to power. You know, like you're not supposed to go past like a certain power limit. Mm-hmm. And so they had a really good all wheel drive system. They were just phenomenal cars. They and had, so, so they, they had the, their homologation cars. They had their cars that they had to sell to consumers and they had parts that they also wanted on their, their, their rally cars. So they started putting very, uh, race oriented parts. Isn't on, this where we got the M3 as well? The BMW M3. Wasn't uh, that. Was it rally or was it road racing that it was a homologation car? I don't know a whole ton about BMW. I swear the M3 started as a, it was a homologation, and then it took off so well that they started just, mm. it turned into one of their lines. Now they got the M3, the M4. Maybe. See the, but like, like the what I was saying, though, is they started putting like really high performance parts on their homologation well, yeah. cars that they were selling. Yeah. So you could actually have, so the thing is like they had anti-lag, you know, and one of the, the things is the turbos on all these cars, because they all had turbos, they had restrictors. Right. And so that was to just keep power levels down. And so they were, they had to have this, but they didn't specify in a few oh. books. They had like a loophole kind of deal. I think and I know what so you're So they into. actually created like a, another passageway, I believe. And I could be quoting this wrong. But from what I understand is that they had another passageway basically in the, the turbo that would allow air to basically bypass the restrictor. Yeah. And so then they were able to make way more power because they were kind of going around it. And the reason the, how they got caught is because they actually were working on one of them. I think they had the turbo off, and one of the I guess what like you call inspector, inspector or something like yeah. that saw the turbo and he just took the turbo, 
and he just walked away because he's like, something doesn't look right. Nice. And that's where they looked at it, I think, and then they got basically called out for cheating, and they all their wins were, like, canceled. But, see, I've, I've heard that there's a saying in racing, it's only cheating if you get caught. <laughs> Pretty much, and they got caught. Yeah, that only applies. <laughs> I've only heard that in racing, too. And I think the reason, you know, of course, I think people were suspicious of them because they were just dominating the field. And it was because they had more airflow to the turbo, they were making more yeah. power, you know? Well, what, I was, like, what I was getting at, though, Daxon, is those, those GT4 Celicas that were sold on the market... The WRC they, ones. Yeah, they had all of the anti-lag turbo stuff on the cars that they you weren't, could buy. It wasn't, it, it, wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't hooked. It wasn't running, but it, the parts were there, so that way they could so, run them in their homologation, in their right. race So car. you can literally just like do a couple things, and you can have a factory anti-lag on your Celica. That's pretty interesting. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. No, and I don't know if you've watched uh, Ryan Turk's uh, videos. On, he just recently got a GT4. It's his daily. Yeah, on YouTube, and it's awesome. They're out there doing like all-wheel drive donuts in it because the 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 awesome part is it has the power split to be able to do you know drifts and, and yeah. donuts and it's fast because it's a rally car. Yeah, yeah. it's a true like it is the closest thing you can get to like a group B, group B rally car basically at least in a Toyota standpoint. Yeah, well, even modern day Toyotas homologation the uh, the GRRs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those. And that's another car awesome. that we don't get. You know, if we're talking yeah. a little bit newer in the Europe is the GRRs and. I wish we were getting the GR Corolla, which is going to be awesome, and it's going to be a phenomenal car. They're unfortunately doing not enough as I think they need to sell. And uh, but the GR wait, wait, what? supposedly, and I'm I, I need to look it up, but I think they're only making sixty six hundred. No, I think so. Is that the circuit edition or is that all of them? I'm f- all I'm gonna fight someone. I think so. I'm about to throw. Which hands, I'm like, that bro. doesn't make sense because I'm like, there is such a market for that. They oh yeah. Can sell. Oh yeah tens of thousands probably over a hundred thousand dollars like the problem is is the market's getting so small like i mean there's just nobody out there that wants a manual anymore like in their commercial thing is wrx is they're going you know there's no mazda speeds i think gti's are limited but they still have gti's going well gti's are Um, the only thing left to compete with gti will never go away they're gonna push those things till the day the (laughs) combustion engine dies yeah the thing is like i think the the corolla gr and the rs here could outdo like any hot hatch because i think they're just gonna be such a phenomenal i mean it car. depends if you race it against uh like a golf r i mean it'll be pretty comparable maybe even lose but but the thing is i just I still don't think they're you know it's all-wheel drive with a power split that you can decide you right. know it's a three-cylinder turbo that See, makes 300 horsepower as far as i'm aware there's not some uh, t- uh volkswagen exec that was like this Golf R is not good enough yet. Like, that's, like the Toyota executive because it GR drives Corolla. it up. It's like the horsepower wars in the muscle cars. Yeah. Because each year it's like, we just came out with a Hellcat. It makes 707 horsepower. And so Ford's like, no, screw that. We're coming out with the GT500 that made like, what was it, 750 or something like that? Mm-hmm. And then Camaro came back out and said, nah, screw y'all. We're going to throw out the uh, the Exorcist. Yeah. No, well, the, that's ex- Hennessy. the Exorcist is Hennessy. But that it's still on a Camaro. Well, well they so also it, sell a Ford version and a Dodge version yeah. of those. Hennessy is the the Hennessy's way or the Camaro's way cooler. No, the the Exorcist <laughs> is cool. Factory. But um, are you familiar with Hennessy? A little bit, yeah. Okay, they've done they and they touch all cars. Yeah, they, they go they're their own the company. Yeah, yeah. So it's well, kind of like Brabus for Mercedes, but Brabus got like turned into yeah. Mercedes only. Right. But Brabus and back in the day used have to you, work on anything. Have you seen the six by six F one fifty that they make? The Brabus. No, they no, make a sorry, Veloc- Hennessy. 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 Oh, oh yes, Velociraptor. Yeah, 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 those things are crazy. Very I cool. just don't understand the six wheel trucks. I think you know what? Too Speaking of six wheel trucks, the Mercedes did you wait, AMG six by six. That's it's a little. Did too you just America. say too much America? Yes. No. That sounds unpatriotic. What are you bro? gonna do with a six wheel vehicle? You unless you're sh- the Strad man. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do with it? Why does that sound too American? Have you not seen the uh, Mercedes six by sixes? Those ones are cool. 
Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, those are cool. Of course, I do get what you're saying because they're not designed to be six by six. I do think they're. A little well, you're taking a looking. truck chassis and making it less of an off-road capable truck. It's, what are you talking about? It's six wheel drive. Super long. I mean, yeah. If you're just like climbing a straight trail, sure. Try and make a quarter turn on that though. Some, a quarter turn? Like a like a quick, a really tight turn. Yeah, just like a really tight canyon when, turn. Oh, like you're going up a, a dirt road and it's just a I don't 180 hairpin. I don't. I just don't do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you just can't do it. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> no, there's so there's um you know speaking of raptors, we can talk about the the ranger raptor. And so again, Ranger Raptor. Oh, hmm. the mini one. Uh, the Ford Australia. Ranger. Well, I know I Australia say, has them. I don't know if you can got them or not. Will you quit making up vehicles, bro? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop. But the the Ford Ranger again, because like I said, we never really got that, and I don't know if it's in the UK, but there's the Ranger Raptor, hmm. and so they got. I want to say you could even get them with a diesel. I wouldn't be but, surprised. And so the cool part is you can get the Rangers um, with diesels. Um, but I, I feel wanna, like you can get those. Um, in the U.S. No. right now with oh, diesels, the, there was uh, one that drove past Rangers? me the other day. Yeah, I don't know there was one that drove past me the other day. And, oh no, sorry. Um, so as of right now, the Ranger Raptor is offered in the U.K. Yeah. and Australia, but they are. It says right here in 2023, Ford Ranger Raptor is coming to the U.S. It has 392 horsepower, yeah, which is in what is it going to be nuts? In what a is it powered thing. by? Um, I believe it's powered by the EcoBoost. I'm not positive. It's Almost pulling up 400 a three, horsepower and a little Oh, it's a 3.0 V6 that makes 392 horsepower, See, 434. That's going to be fast. Of torque. That's going to be fast. A V6? So I'm, I'm a V6. Turbocharged? Yeah, it, it doesn't EcoBoost, say whether it's turbocharged, but I'm sure that it's based off of a... Well, the thing is, like the I think the full-size Raptor doesn't make a whole lot more power Well, they have the 2.7 EcoBoost, yeah. don't they? So it's probably a 2.7 just bored out and a little bit... All I know is that Maybe. thing's gonna that thing's gonna hurt some feelings when you get gapped oh, no. by a little pickup. The reason the reason um the like ranger you did that this I, morning. The ranger that <laughs> I, the ranger that I saw last night um sounded spicy, but it's it's because it's a two three turbo. It's yeah. an eco boost, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I know that they have the twin scroll turbo. But you know, the, if we're talking about Australian market as well, one of the things that they have a whole bunch you know, they the Holdens, like the Commodores. Yeah, which had where I believe were all Basically less Pontiacs. powered. Yeah, because they're G- GM. And I don't know if I think they. I want to say they were designed by Holden, and then we kind of got them over here. Holden's in the US. a GM company. I, well, it didn't used to be. It was they weren't. No, I don't believe so. Because I, I know that the I Holden, believe, the Holden, uh, you the the latest chassis is based off of a Pontiac yeah, G eight. They're GM, yeah. So now they are, but I believe Holden was their own company originally. Okay. Um, because they had V eights like carbureted V eights and stuff that we never had. Okay. And so, but then they merged with GM, and I want to say the Pontiac, some of the like the um, SS. Yeah. So the SS we got, which I want, I want to say that was a Commodore as well. Um, and they got LS based engines. They had a lot of Chevy engines. They're really cool, and they had Utes as well. And that's one thing you know. And it seems like I don't know if it's as popular in the Europe as it is like Australia, but Utes are a really big thing in Australia. Oh, yeah. And so they have, like, the Ford Falcons, which are also super cool. And they had the Barras. And that's another engine I wish we got from Ford. If we're talking about engines, you know. Did the UK ever get, ever get the Barra? Was I it don't just think us so. I think it is just Australia, I really? want to say. I got the Barra, which is interesting. And it's such a cool engine, too. They're massive. They're a big straight six. Oh, yeah. Everything and Ford makes, though, is just massive. Like, oh, yeah, but, this, but the six, like, for a straight six, it is yeah. a big engine. Yeah. It is very big. They it's do like make really ver- good it's power. Verging on like, oh, they're, it's verging they're like on, like, small Cummins. 
Yeah. yeah, they're big and they're yeah. cast iron. They're super heavy. Cast iron but block. I think it's aluminum head. Yeah. Um, do overhead cam and. But that's why they can make tons of power. But yeah, there's guys you know who will take a and I don't know all the different Barra versions. They have NA ones. They have, uh, but I think you can take some one NA version, do like valve springs and studs and make like 700 horsepower on it, which is it's like a Jay Z. Yep. The, I, and, the American Jay Z that the Americas never got. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. The the Aussie Jay Z, right? So I think they only got those in Australia, but they had, I think they came in the Ford Falcons, which came in a variety of different, I think they had, I want to say they had coupe sedans and then they had the utes, which is kind of a cool thing, you know, and so you got a little pickup bed behind you. Yeah. And rear wheel drive. And I, I don't know, it seems like a lot of countries got rear wheel drive configurations too, more yeah. than we did. We have a lot of front wheel drive variations. Yeah. Cause front wheel drive is so cool. <laughs> But it does seem like doesn't I at least from an outsider's view, it seems you know like they have more rear wheel drive based cars or even all wheel drive than what we ever got. Yeah, well, I mean, I I think it's partially just the way um, Americans are. We either want a big truck, a muscle car, or an economy car. And that was and that's primarily true, you know. And it sucks because there are so many cool cars, SUVs as well. SUVs are definitely popular. Definitely much more recently. Which yeah. I'm talking are more so like more truck based. I'm talking more older American. Okay. Like yeah. Uh, recently, like the past ten years, obviously crossovers and SUVs have been yeah. way way more desired. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so it's just like there's um this whole different market, of course. And so oh, it's yeah. like you look at Japan, and that's where everyone you know imports all these different cars. They have. You know, for one thing, Skylines. You know, we kind of talked about yeah. that. The Nissan Skylines are massive, and they had their rear-wheel drive MA. They had auto. They had twin. You know, they had the. I think they didn't. They have twin turbos on the RBs or the, yeah, they had yeah. It was twin on turbo RB26. RBs. It was twin. Yeah, turbo. they had you know the turbo RBs. They came rear-wheel drive. They came all-wheel drive. They came manual. They came automatic. They yeah. had the Hikus, which was all-wheel steering. That which was really they had two doors. They had four doors. Yeah, and they came in every version. They had this. This I believe it's is Stag- it, Stagia. Is it Stagia or Stagia. 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 So, I don't know. So, which is, from my understanding, also very Skyline based. It wasn't yeah. exactly the same, but I, I no, know it's you the same chassis over a lot of the Skyline yeah. stuff. So, I believe it's the same the, basic chassis. They're an R chassis. It really yeah. is interesting to see how culture affects vehicles. Like, you get key cars in Japan, and you've got tons of, of saloons and estates in the UK, and then you've got big lifted trucks in the US. It's all very interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of different. Uh, vehicles that are available and so you know there's well, but a, just the, like how culture really affects yeah and it. culture yeah. really changes that too yeah. you know it's like the i think how a lot of people relate fast and furious to like the mark IV supra yeah you know yeah, right and because from my understanding you know we weren't really old enough at that time to to see the changes as much perhaps because we yeah. weren't really you know yeah we're, we're we're young i guess so the you know like after Fast and Furious came out that really had a huge effect on like the right. tuner culture, right? From my understanding. Yeah, really, really kind of like bloomed in wave. the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, and so here's this whole different vibe that brought up, you know, like Mark IV Super prices. Yeah, they brought up the tuner car scene, and so of course with that, you know, there's a whole bunch of different cars that kind well, of played a big that thing category here in the U.S. because the tuner culture started happening in Japan in the late seventies, early eighties. Oh, and then it just it's always been there. quote unquote tuner. Like they weren't yeah. just like swap but over the actual, it. The actual, we need more power, bigger displacement. The actual like uh tuner culture came from the horsepower agreement they had in Japan. Right. 
which came from the Nissan 300ZX, yeah. which was mid eighties. Gentlemen's late, agreement late 90s, coming around. 90s. Yeah, yeah. I like the gentlemen's agreement stuff because a lot of time they'd raid a car, you know, for this horsepower. Well, they would just like whatever. like homologation uh, cars. They would just put restrictor plates in and say, okay, it only makes three hundred horsepower because that's our handshake agreement. Yeah. Well, and, and then the tuners loved it. it. Yeah, because yeah. you could take it and just pull, pull the restrictions off the plate out. And boom. Yeah. Well, the nice part is some of them, they horse. rated that, and then you take them straight to a dyno, and they'd make more than what they were rated oh, for, too. Oh, by right. far. Right. And so it was kind of just a really cool thing to see, you know, it's like all these different... Like, that's how I want my manufacturers to lie to me. Yeah. That's exactly. how I that's want That's a good lie. Like, that's... I would take that lie. <laughs> and, but there's, like, all these other little off, you know, shoot brands see, to or models. Now the way they lie to us is, it'll get... 25 miles to gallon and you're getting 20. Usually that's me lying to myself with my right foot. So Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. same. But yeah, it's would, probably not entirely the manufacturer's fault. Something yeah. I want to touch on that we kind of breezed over with the homologations was one of the most iconic cars over in the UK during that time was the, the RS200. And we did talk... We, well, well, we okay. talked about the Sierras because the Sierras heard. came after the RS200s because the RS200s were released and they were being we stolen. We said those were right at right. the tail end of Group B as well. And yeah. so we never really got to... You know, they, they only got like a little bit in of racing before Group B ended. But right. the, the whole reason they switched to a Sierra style and yeah. the, the difference in body style... Sierra style? Is what do you mean Sierra style? So the, the RS200, um, it was that small two-door... Uh, Almost roadster base mm. chassis, little bug eye looking. Yeah, full custom chassis. Oh yeah, but the uh, the Sierra was more of a hatchback economy style. It was a front car. rear. You know, it's like front engine yeah. rear wheel drive, whereas the Cosworth was mid engine rear wheel drive. But the reason that they made the Sierra, they they took that Cosworth out of the RS two hundred and quit making that was that they when they were releasing them to the the UK yeah. they were seriously you can watch videos on them they were being stolen left and right they, that was the most hot pursuit chase car there ever was why were they being stolen because so they're so easy to hotwire and break mm. in through the locks and they're 600 horsepower all wheel drive back in the 80s gotcha that was like I mean you were beating Ferraris with that thing gotcha yeah, so people were able to steal them super stolen. easy so that's why they switched over to that body style the Sierra body style is cuz it looked more like a a family economy. Yeah. It back, looked yeah. more like that, but it had the same power plant, the same, like everything else. And right. they were just as quick. Right. But it was just huh. a different body style. So the RS 200 was the predecessor. With a better to ignition cylinder. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> I, I actually don't think they were. Cause once people figured out that that was pretty much same the same, thing, they stole, they those, stole those as well. And I'm trying to remember there was another car that was really commonly, I remember hearing this. I want to say it was top gear. That they, I want, there's another car that was stolen really commonly as well in the UK. I want to say that was like also really fast, but I can't remember what it was. If I you're talking about the, the uh, Top Gear episode, that is the, that is the RS200. I, I swear there was a different car. It was the but, RS200 because that's, that's a lot, of, that's where I am, what I'm referring to a lot okay. of. Is I'm, I'm trying to remember. I feel like there's another one, but maybe I'm wrong. So I'm sure there, I'm sure there was a lot of cars over in the UK that they got that were jacked yeah. left and right there were super fast awesome cars that the u.s just watched videos of yeah. it's like man sure well we it's even those. interesting just to see different variations of the cars that we got and so for instance one that i know hey, well hey, wait, okay. i'm quite familiar with um, it is i'm gonna fix your headphones you just keep going okay okay yeah by the way i unplugged my headphones because i'm a dweeb so um one of the cars that we got was the mr2 and so one of the coolest parts about that is, I know those pretty well to know that just the slight variations between like European or Japanese versions that we got. So like, for instance, you know, we had a 5SFE, which was the NA engine, which is basically just a Camry engine. It's like all it was. And then we had 3SGTE, 
the second generation of it in the MR2 throughout its entire Is run. that better, Caleb? Yeah, I have my headphones cool. back. Thank Sweet. you. Yeah. So um, in the UK, their NA version, they got a 3S GE, which is just kind of a better engine. It was more of a sporty engine, I believe, from my understanding. I think it made pretty similar power, but it Wait wasn't anything minute. spectacular. This isn't European. Yes, it is, because we didn't get that in the US, and they got it a lot in the UK. They had a lot of MR2s. Not Japan? Yeah, it was in Japan too, hmm. but it, they were. I think there was more sold in the UK. I gotcha. see this mostly really? on when I look at like my MR2 pages. I see a lot of posts purely from you know the UK, and that might just be because gotcha. they're English based. Sure, sure. Um, but that's what I see. Yeah. And so, well, even just seeing you know like I'm talking, this is just like a general variety, but they had different engine options, and they also like for us MR2s ended in '95. Yeah, they went all the way to '99. '99, yeah. So yeah, they had all these late model years. I had OBD2, I believe, and sure, you know, they were different designs. They had different versions of the turbo engine. You know, we only ever got the one right. version. Did they sell the the Caldina in? The UK as well? Yeah. I don't know if the Caldina's in the UK, to be honest. That might just be a Japan gotcha. thing. But they did continue that but turbo they, engine. They at least got, you know, they got like a third gen 3S GTE yeah. instead. And I think the fourth and, gen too. No, fourth gen was purely Caldina. Really? Yeah. I thought they that was fifth gen. gen. No, that's also Caldina. I think they're both Caldina. Oh, gotcha. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the Porsche Carrera, or sorry, not the Porsche Carrera. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. The, the Porsche 959. What about it? The, uh, did that one only come in the U.S. or sorry, the U.K.? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know, know Porsches because that all. one was a Porsche uh, homologation vehicle as well. Really? So that one was. It, it I know that. that was an amazing UK. car. Yeah, interesting looking. It car. claims that it's a U.K. car only, but I I know that they've been imported over here because I've sure. seen I've seen them in car shows and stuff. Gotcha. So, but those are a really cool That's Porsche to go cool. look up. And those, so and those were uh, a rally about, car. Yeah. So there's group three. B? Uh, I don't think they were Group B. A, a different rally group. I have uh, numbers for you. I just looked at them. Okay. So there was, Taxi's it's inconsistent, the production numbers, I guess, depending on where you go through, the sources are different. So it's 329 to 337 production numbers. What? What is it? There's 329 to three. Oh, production. I think they said production like numbers. Total. I was like, and what, what's a production about, number? About 50 came to the U.S. So that is okay. something we got in the U.S. And it's just a super rare car. I mean, considering there's... How many more did they sell elsewhere? Well, there's a total of like 330... 329 to 337. That was homologous. Oh, so specials. minus minus 50, and that's what they sold elsewhere. Yeah. Gotcha. Hmm, interesting. Another cool little one's the uh, Renault 5 Turbo. Renault. Renault. No, uh, it's, it's a mean, French it's word. Renault. It's a French word. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but Ren- those ones Renault. were born from uh, WRC homologation, and they were a 1.4 liter inline four that was, it was only 158 horsepower, but if you look up this car, it's smaller than a Miata. The Renault what? Renault Turbo, or Renault 5 Turbo. Gotcha. This little guy right here. Oh, that's neat. It's kind of cute and weird looking, but also they're, cool. They're snazzy looking. Hmm. They're cool. But yeah, the little, little turbo, uh, rally car oh yeah that's isn't that isn't the engine in the back uh yeah they're they're mid-engined yeah destiny mid-engine hatchback hatchback which is a weird so there's of course there's like no you can't use any of the back of it of course because right. it's filled with an engine but it's just it's a different concept opens up the, the trunk in- let's just set these groceries on you and take i think there was a nice i think there was like a on the homologation ones there was a platform above the engine so I'm you sure. could still set stuff isolating it, just, it from the rest of the it cab. was weird sure. you know to see it's a hatch a mid-engine hatchback yeah which is yeah. just an odd thing you don't right so the only was, other time i've seen that is like people building custom stuff taking yeah. an ef hatch and slapping an engine in the rear or whatever yeah. but nothing nothing like 
homologation. That was built that you by manufacturing. Buy. Yeah, buy. Yeah. So that's why homologation cars were neat. super cool. Very the, neat. That, re, that Renault 5 Turbo, uh, the... Uh, the production version, so yeah. not the actual WRC rally car, but the production version only weighed 2,100 pounds. Really? That's light. And that's, I mean, that's a WRC car turned into a street car. Yeah, that's super cool. And it came out at 2,100 pounds. And so one of the cool parts is, you know, you see a lot of cars that are in Europe were, that, you know, that we deem to be cool. And of course, there's more cars that we don't know about, so maybe we can revisit this on a future episode where we have a little bit more research done. Yeah. But a lot of their cars that we think are cool are homologation based, which is interesting. So, right, right. you know, like one car that's really cool, I think, you know, it's a uh, another homologation car. Mm-hmm. It was actually for the Dakar rally. So it's, for, you know, desert racing was the Mitsubishi Pajero Evolution. Oh, yes. Pajero. Those are awesome. And, and so Show it's me. almost, you know. Show like, me this Pajero. It looks like a. It, it's like a. A group B esque like little SUV. It's you know, a samurai. It looks like a Montero. It's a but samurai souped up. Yeah, and so it was cool because it's <laughs> it kind of like, like you know, cool. uh, you know, it's like because they made the Evo, of course, Mitsubishi yeah. Evo, and they did have homologation cars of those, and you know, that those was, those probably suck though. Yeah, They're not terrible. very fast. So, <laughs> um, they probably blow through head gaskets too. Yeah. Oh wait, sorry, but, that's Subaru. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get it right. Come on. <laughs> Uh, they had a V6, I believe it was NA. It was a 6G74 that made 275 horsepower, which I believe is, um, I don't know if that was brake horsepower. I, that's the other thing that always throws me off, is I swear in the UK it's like everything's brake horsepower. They No, the, um, in, outside of the US, they have literally different numbers for calculating yeah, horsepower. Yeah, because I know like, in, in Australia when I watch like Mighty Car Mods, they do a dyno video. And the horsepower is, you know, they they'll talk about how that's a different number in the U.S. Yeah, no, like uh, like brake horsepower aside, because obviously there's wheel horsepower and brake horsepower, which is at the crank. But they literally like calculate horsepower with different numbers than with we different do. horses. Pretty much, yeah. Well, so okay, <laughs> I don't know. Ponies. In the U.S., isn't it like seven horses equal one actual horsepower? Well, I don't I don't know if you know this, but um, when they originally created the. Um, Get out of here. Stop. I'm serious. I'm being serious. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but when, so when, um, uh, who was it? I want to say it was like, uh, uh, Watt, the guy who, who made the units of, of Watts. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. last name Watt. He, I'm pretty sure when he was making, cause Watt is a unit of power as well, you know, like yeah. kilowatts. Um, but when he was making that, he's like, okay, I need to come up with a way to tell people who are used to horses moving things for them like riding them or moving things whatever yeah um how much power this vehicle has because the only thing they're used to are horses so i'll relate it to horses and when he was writing up like the math to calculate how like horsepower to equate it to horses for people it was in kilowatts wasn't it well no what he did was he literally was just like a horse moves about this much weight he literally like just estimated like he wasn't trying to be in scientific he was just like so people roughly understand what's going on. I'll just use this number. So I actually just looked that up, and it is horsepower. One horsepower equals 745.7 watts yep. of power. Yeah, so you were actually pretty close on your, your guess. But yeah, he was literally just like, eh, a horse moves about this much. Like, he really wasn't scientific about it. He was just trying to relate it for yeah. some people. And and uh, us Americans were like, that's a good unit. Let's stick with it. Buff yeah. horses. And then I'm pretty sure when... The one Euro- horse does not equal one horsepower either. Yeah, no, it's it's not. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why it's off because no, he yeah. he just estimated. 
Like he wasn't being exact. Yeah. So um, that's why. And then when when outside of the U.S. people started picking up this number, they tried to be a little more accurate. So that's why it's different numbers. That's okay. why it equates to a different power rating is because they used a different unit of force to equate to a, a horsepower. Well, yeah. see, they re- they estimate that a horse can generally do about fifteen horsepower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, just it's, it's it's silly, huh? Yeah. That's and why horsepower is such a stupid unit. It really it is. You go away with your Americans have the Im- worst measuring system. No, no. Metric I will measure system. I will measure in as many farm animals as I can before I switch to the <laughs> metric system. <laughs> why? Why though? Because farm animals are fun. No, I I still think that we us Americans should go over to the metric system. It is the metric superior. System, we talk about it all the time at work. So we do a lot of measurements. You know, we do a lot of math and other stuff when we're designing these different pieces. And so it's interesting to see, you know, when we're like drawing something out in CAD, you know, I'll, oftentimes we convert it over to millimeters because it is so much easier to go by a metric standpoint yeah, of designing yeah. than inches. And I do, of course, you know, it's Imperial America, but yeah. it is easier with metric. Yeah. Well, and it's also like the... There is a like horsepower is pretty close to like a true power unit, but it's also a little off. Kilowatts is a real true power unit. Yeah. And so it's like horsepower, like if you really think about the way it works out, it's not a very like, um, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to use that to describe the amount of power an engine can make. Yeah. It's just kind of silly, but yeah. I mean, it, that's how most things are. Most silly things are silly because they're tradition, and that's just the way it is. It's not like someone's like, I think this is a great idea. Yeah, and that's hard because we're now stuck with a lot of those decisions. Right? <laughs> Yesterday, um, I, I heard someone talking to, to my mom, and he was talking about some other person that he worked with who is like just as tall as him. They're both really tall people. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's like so close to me in height. We're like centimeters off. He's like two centimeters shorter or taller than me or something like that and he's and, using the wrong measurement uh, yeah because two centimeters is just shy of a whole inch he's like we're well, like, i need your calculations close i just i thought i was giggling inside <laughs> not actually wanting to correct him i was just like that's like almost a whole inch that's not very close because he, he i knew he meant millimeters but he yeah. said centimeters <laughs> so let me ask this was the aston martin v8 vantage only a uk car no we got that in the u.s we got those in the u.s this yeah. guy right here we got those I'm fairly certain we did. I've never yeah. seen one of those growing around. I know the newer ones we do, but I'm talking about like 90s. You're talking Dude. about like a DB. Which that's one is neat. That? That, that's the one James Bond drove, DB7. DB7? Yeah. I want to. I'm, I'm pretty sure we did, but I could be wrong. You Aston know? Martin. I've is, never really. I've never that been. That was like, also owned by Ford at I one love point, Aston I believe. Martin. Yep. That's because they're so far out of our price range. That's, <laughs> that is true. That it's is not true. our problem. <laughs> But yeah, they're uh, they were definitely owned by Ford for a little bit. Um, Aston Martin has traded hands a lot. Um, it's a obviously a, a British company started out that way, and it's not been that way for a very very long time. It's passed yeah. through many hands. It's a so it's a little bit of a whore. Little little fun fact for the UK in the '90s: the number one top selling vehicle in the UK, and or sorry, yes, it's I'm gonna still guess be, a Ford. It was still 90s, but it was 1989. It was the Ford Fiesta. Mm, you owe me 20 bucks. Really? I'm the one that looked up the, <laughs> nu- the, the thing. I didn't say I, already I didn't bet 20 bucks on it, but now you owe me 20 bucks. <laughs> when, did you hear what I said? I bet yeah, it's a Ford? I, yeah. Okay. I, 
I heard you. I know. Everywhere is a Ford, though. They just mass produce so Dude, many vehicles. Well, Ford is the biggest automotive manufacturer. They are the, the biggest. And there's a reason for that. Yep. And there's just so many different because cars. Because they suck. I'm pretty sure it started back in the um, or like in the Great Depression when they really took off because they're the only company that didn't take payouts from the government. Oh, we're going to get into that? We're going to bring up the payouts? The like more recent we're gonna, ones? Or? We're going to bring up no, that? I just said the Great Depression. <laughs> so, and I know, of course, there's all these different brands. That was a long time ago. That we that we don't get. So I know there's, of course, Renault. I I have seen, I think, some Renaults before in the U.S. I don't wait, know what wait, they're no, doing. Here. I was gonna go to um, Daxton mentioned head gaskets and Subarus. There's the uh, <laughs> oh no, there's <laughs> the Subaru um, Lavorg or however you want to oh, say yeah, it. Oh yeah, yeah, I think it's Lavorg. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I was lo- I was looking at that earlier. And for those of you that are curious where Lavorg comes from, it's so stupid. I don't know how they got this acronym. All of our Utah Subaru boys should look them up because there are oh, yeah. a lot of Subaru fanboys here in Utah. Yep, but they're super cool. They're basically um, they I think they come in a different a uh, couple different. No, it's just a, a station wagon, which mm-hmm. I love. And um, it's so they're named. It comes from <laughs> Legacy Revolution Touring. And they kind of just took the letters they wanted. Yeah, they if you, if you look it up, they literally just like picked the L and the E from Legacy, the V and the O from Revolution, and the R and the G from Touring. Lavorg. <laughs> yeah. What a what a great name. That does yeah. seem like something. Oh Toyota, yeah. Or not Toyota, but a Japanese company would do. Yeah, though. probably, probably. But yeah, they're they basically um, um they're based off of the the WRX. And um, they're pretty cool. It looks car. like a WRX on the front end. Yep, it's just a station wagon. Yep, exactly. Show me a picture of this bad boy. Okay. Caleb showed you, but I didn't get to see it. We we knew you weren't interested. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it looks like the crossover, the new Crosstex front ends mixed with like a WRX front end. Yeah, yeah, or not Crosstex. Uh, no, they're the Crosstex. No, I swear those little miniature hatchbacks. Cross. The uh, it's a Crosstex. Right? No, yeah. cross no, it's not Cross Cross Trek. Cross Trek. Yeah. Yeah, I just I, I knew it didn't sound right. Is all. Yeah, cross but, track. No, then they they're, they don't look the same. We but, all know I don't know how to. He speak. said it looks similar, oh. but anyways, no. it's um, uh, it's it's a little bit bigger than the cross track. It's it's more of a wagon than a hatchback. Yeah. But um, they started selling those in 2014. They have um the FA in them. They also had a smaller H uh, boxer engine in it, but the that so the FA the same thing as the the WRX, uh, turbocharged, air cooled, all the. All that you would expect from a WRX. They're they're cool. I don't know if they came in a manual though. Let's see. Nope. They only came with a CVT. Oh, oh no. Oh That's boy. That's super thing. But, but they're super cool looking. I don't know if they're so they have um a newer one. Nope, that one's also CVTs. Gross. But they have a two four FA. Hmm. Yeah. They're they're neat. I like wagons, so that's why I'm, I'm like this one's cool. Another I like thing that. I'm very jealous of from the UK is that they got all the Evos. Yeah. No, that's true. We didn't get all those. Yeah. yeah. The, we, like the older ones. Yeah, like the yeah. Evo 5, Evo 4, stuff like that. Those yeah. are beautiful cars. Right, right. Yeah. So those ones, um, did they just, Japan started selling them, they sold them locally, they sold them in the UK, and they just never made their way over, over the seas, or what? Well, I think the problem was is a lot of, like, it was the EPA, stuff like that, and they also really? didn't see a market over here, from at least from my understanding. I haven't gotcha. dove deep into this, but from my understanding, it was kind of the market base at that time. I bet that they was around didn't. the time that the, the Impreza slash WRX was, like, starting to take ground, but yeah. not quite there yet, so that would make sense why Mitsubishi wouldn't be like, Let's start in the U.S. 
the U.S. was kind of a last thought for everybody on the outside. Yeah. Well, well again, it's because of what we would buy. Yeah, we we yeah. either wanted trucks, well, it was also muscle cars, or massive cars sedans. In. Right. Right. Yeah. Day. Especially. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. It was well, all the, massive, one of the reasons we didn't get a lot of unknown Japanese cars is because of the U.S.'s standards for cars. You know, like their safety crash rating test ratings and everything is so high uh, that it makes it difficult and expensive to get any other car in here. So. Don't they have to give up like 40 or 50 brand new production vehicles and have them crash tested just for the U.S. Well, it's crash not, test no, rating? it's millions of dollars in designing and stuff that other countries don't need. Yeah. And so right. they have to meet, design them to meet our standards when they don't have to everywhere else. And so they save millions of dollars. I like how you act more. like the U.S. has high standards or something. Yeah, we pretend <laughs> we do. Yeah, they just want to be difficult. Yeah. But and that, of course, prohibits, you know, we don't get a lot of vehicles like you know, I was just scrolling through a list of, you know, automated, automotive manufacturers um, that we don't get. So it's like, you know, as we'll wrap up here, there's like Skoda, there's Seat, there's uh, Renault, there's uh, like, uh, was it Clio? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that a brand? No, that's no, a model. That's a model of the Renault, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. There's the, sorry, there's the Dacia, there's uh, Peugeot. Is it Peugeot? Mm-hmm. Uh, Another French Opel. word. Opel. I mean, we got a few of some of these like here yeah. and there. You know, like Alfa Romeo, primarily sold. We have a couple models, right? right. But that's primarily. And we did also company. get some like uh, rebadged or renamed versions of these cars, yeah, but not very sold often. Sold different brands, right? And... Like the uh, Saturn Astra, they sold that as a a a, a, a Vauxhall. A Vauxhall, yeah. Okay, because Vauxhall's GM owned as well, aren't yep. they? Yep. Or, or were at one point or still they still are. are. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Vauxhall is the the UK GM. So if you guys want to look up some cool UK car show stuff, I know that uh, Radwood is a really good uh, tuner-style um, show that goes on over in the UK yeah. that they put on every year out there. Ratwood? Radwood, R-A-D. Isn't Goodwood? Um, isn't that in the UK? Do you guys I know? thought Goodwood was here in the US. Isn't that a music they might festival? Just have a, no. I swear that's a music festival. No, you're thinking of a different one. Goodwood is a car. Coachella, let's go. <laughs> but dude, I remember when I when I first visited the UK, I was I was like in a dream. It was so great because I was in a world where I saw tons of cars I didn't know. I was like, oh, there's a cool car. What is that? There's a cool car. What is that? So I like it was like me getting to like get into cars all over again. It was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. whole different market. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's so few cars that I had that I recognized that were familiar. Yeah, and the cool part. So, so the Goodwood Festival of Speed is in a West Sussex, Sussex. Oh wait, isn't that where? Oh, isn't that where they? It's there's like hay bales all yeah. over the road, and they're like it's usually yeah. like kind of hard driving, but it's more just to show off like yeah, new cars yeah. and stuff. Yeah, that's good. Okay, one. I'd yeah, love and that's to go in to the that. UK. That's in the UK. Okay, so you know, basically, as, as we're wrapping up, I mean, it's just you know, it's one of these things that we're not very familiar with. It's cool to look at all these different cars that we just never got, and yeah. so I apologize to anyone who might not actually know these cars if we butchered them or got details wrong. We're kind of just. Flying by the seat of our pants wait, here. Wait, before we finish, what's one of these cars that we talked about? A, a European car that you would want to import? RS200. I've always wanted yeah? an RS200. Yeah, you just love those things? I love them. That's cool. So much. What about you, Caleb? Come back. Okay. I, I've always wanted to import um, an RS6. Like, I think that'd be super cool. And then, of course, the uh, the Focus RS. Like, yeah. like my C30, but but a Ford. Yeah. Um, we got those but, here in the U.S. though. No, the the second generation Focus oh, RS. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. and that ha- I was telling Caleb that has the same engine as the C30. Yeah. yeah, 
But um, so I've always thought those were cool. Um, but I think if I had to choose one, I would honestly probably choose something like a Mondeo wagon, a Ford Mondeo wagon or something like that. Something that is you never, ever see or hear about in the U.S. that I've never touched before, something new to learn and check out. Yeah. I feel like that would be a lot of fun. But all right, um, you figured out yet, Caleb? Really not too sure, to be honest. That's something I've never really thought about. Yeah. I know one car that I think is really cool is the Alpine A110, which is something we didn't even talk about, which was based. A picture? It's a, a rebuilt. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to change it. No, I want to launch it 037. Uh, okay. I'm so surprised he didn't go with like a Lotus L- Elise uh, S1. Well, or the, Lancia Delta. I, I think the I 037. So the cool part, you know, just real quick in Lotus is they got a lot more cars in the UK, of course, than, than we got. And I am a big Lotus fan. But they ended up stop selling the Exige here in like 2011. Same thing with the Elise. It was sold way longer in the UK mm-hmm. because their standards, again, you know. Yeah. We, well, and US people changed. bought them more. Well, yeah. Like well, how no, many the, Americans the you know main, are buying? The Lotuses. main reason they stopped because they still sell enough in the U.S. They could have kept selling them, but the reason they stopped is because the U.S. changed standards and Lotus couldn't keep up with them. I'm not surprised. Doing a whole revamp and it just wasn't worth it, so they stopped selling money, them in money, the U.S. Money, hmm. money, 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 money. Yeah. So <laughs> it is what it is. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and end this on this note real yeah. quick. Um. So everybody, thanks for listening again, and thank you to. Uh, Thomas for putting this out or yeah. putting hopefully the suggestion out. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully we kind of hit your we, mark. We, we appreciate the recommendation. Out. Yeah. But uh, thank you to everybody listening. And once again, um, on Instagram, it is clueless drifting. If you'd like to yeah. get a hold of us there or us, send us some episode ideas or a follow, along. check out some of our pictures. And yeah. then also, this is really what I wanted to leave off on. I looked up cool UK car shows to find more. Wait, wait. And also um, review the podcast. Oh yes. Share it with yeah. your friends. Give us a review. Yeah. Be pleased about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, right, go ahead. Cool UK car shows. I like car throttle. I know it's I didn't YouTube, know that these guys were still going. Apparently the UK loves them. Okay. I can buy Duran Duran tickets. Duran Duran? Duran Duran band. band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dad loves Duran Duran. <laughs> I'm not familiar. <laughs> it's, uh, it's an, yeah. We'll, we'll show They're you. still on tour? I guess so. Interesting. Yeah, this, Duran Duran tickets car, on June. He just wanted to throw it out yeah. there. I was looking up UK car shows and it was like, you want to buy Duran Duran tickets? You're like, uh, yes. I thought you could still get Duran Duran in the US, but I don't know. <laughs> Probably. I just, uh, just, that's weird. That's what showed up. Yep. I okay. like it. Okay. That's what matters. So out of everything we've talked about, Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Thank you to everybody listening. We really appreciate the support. And we're going to go get on out of here now. Yeah. Thanks. Hope to have you guys listen next time. <laughs>